G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK Adam. Thanks for taking me down memory lane. You are the best UK neighbours that anyone could ask for. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, the award-winning podcast that is still sometimes about neighbours. Still award-winning, still sometimes about neighbours. Adam is nodding. Fervorously there, is that a word? I don't know why why you've you've decided to put that in the intro. Really, if you're not sure what it means, like <laughs> wouldn't do it, would you? You'd just this go. Is what I do. I fly by the seat of my pants on these podcasts. Strap yourselves in. We've got a hell of an episode lined up. I am your host of sorts, JK, and of course, as always, I have my co-host Adam. All right, uh, Adam, how are you feeling today? You're a bit you're a bit ill. I'm last still time. a bit ill. I'm not a hundred percent, but I will not let that hold me back. Um, on such a momentous day, which this is. That's right. That's right. That's this is. I was fishing. Um, I was asking you, so you'd ask me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am fine. Um, but I'm not the one who is a year older today. Happy birthday to the host of sorts, JK himself. Happy birthday. Thank you very much, and thank you for your present as well. That yeah. winged its way to me this morning. Uh, so Adam has enrolled. I, I'm going to take this as a compliment, uh, <laughs> but Adam has rolled me up to a comedy course. Okay, so <laughs> um, uh, a few a few reasons behind this. The first one is um, you've done a few other courses fairly recently. You enjoy learning new things. You I do. Um, always feel like they need to better yourself or learn something new and things like that. So I thought you might enjoy something like that. Um, so a bit of a course. Um, what I have not told you is uh, like, and this hopefully doesn't cheapen it. Hopefully this makes it better is it is not just you. We are both doing this <gasps> course. We're, I have signed us both up for it. Um, I had to do it independently because that's how it works. Um, I have not started it yet. Um, so we are both enrolled into, I think, I don't know exactly how it works, whether it's a six-weeker or something like that, into a comedy writing course. Now, obviously, you like learning things. And we did win the award for, you know, good good course, good reasons, like why why we won it. Um being the best neighbours podcast. However, I, I don't want to just stop there. I, I would quite like to win this again next year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll say. Absolutely. So um, there's other podcasts out there that I think are going to come for us. They're going to be gunning for us big next year. And we know they are, they've got some very good qualities. Um, and some of them um, are actually presented by comedians and comedy writers. We ne- we don't claim to do- be able to do that. We're not. You've no. got your job as well as this. I've got mine. We like to think maybe some of our chat is maybe humorous and a little bit entertaining, but we would not dare claim to be comedians or comedy writers. Would no. that be fair? That would be fair. I did once try and tagline this as a comedy podcast, and you were very angry about that straight away. I was angry because 
I think when you do that, you set yourself up. I think one of the hardest things to do, one of the bravest things to do is say you're a comedian because that that is then, okay, tell me a joke. Okay, then, be funny. <laughs> I, I told people, oh, it's, it's like about our podcast and said, oh, it's a bit of a funny podcast about neighbours. They said, oh, it better make me laugh. <laughs> like, Fuck you, that's not my job. No, don't laugh, don't laugh. That's your problem, not mine. So I just, but then... I feel like maybe, maybe we could take that extra step into just learning a little bit more about it. Because like I said, there's those other podcasts there, out there that they are fucking professional comedians and comedy writers. They've got the credentials and we haven't. We have not. And why I chose this one, I there was a few out there, I had a little look. This one, you get a certificate at the end. <laughs> so there is proof. There will be proof <laughs> if we finish this course that we can then say at the start of our podcast, like a couple of smug bastards, that we are comedians and comedy writers. Oh, I'm going to get it framed and everything. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very much, Adam. That is very, very kind of you. So, yeah. So, I, I, we, we're doing it together, uh, separately, but we can go, we can kind of update. I thought we could update people on our progress progress throughout on the pod, podcast as well. Um, and we can, we'll probably dive into that a little bit over the coming weeks. That might be quite funny. Well, what, I hope it's funny. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a shit comedy course if it wasn't funny. There you go. Well, then again, um, we did we did know that guy who went to uni, <laughs> got well, that, a degree that, in comedy, and he wasn't fucking funny in the slightest. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we aren't. We told you last week when we won the award, we are not resting on our laurels. We have got no. more things to come over the next year. Some very exciting things. One thing um, that is potentially happening live during the podcast, we've got I've got an exciting development happening. I'm just waiting on a message back and confirmation for something. Cool. Yeah. So as we speak, exciting things are happening right now. So I've got. So that was your, that was your uh, your present. Mm-hmm. Got your little bonus though. Oh. <gasps> so little bonus one. So what I need to do, and I don't know if this is going to work. Okay. Uh, I need to share my screen. Ooh. And I don't know if this is going to work can? with the video content and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I will try and share my screen with an extra, because I thought that was good. Like, I, I was pleased with myself for finding the comedy course thing. Um, but I thought, oh, what would just take take this birthday a little bit more, um, what's the word? Ridiculous, I suppose. Ridiculous. Turn it up to 11. Yes. Bear with me a second. I did try and hook you up with another gift. <laughs> Good afternoon. Sorry, can I help you, sir? Oh, yes, Adam. Lovely to meet you. You're here to pick up JK's birthday gift. It is right here. Happy birthday, JK. Here at Erinsborough Lassiter's, we have something very special for you. Let me just have a sneak peek. Wow. So, JK... We have an upgrade to the penthouse suite, staying with none other than Mr. Robinson, sleeping top to tail, and a half day upgrade to the day spa. And also, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, Mr. President. JK, happy birthday to you. Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! <laughs> happy birthday!
Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, when the hair fell down. I know. Oh, Adam, if you could send me that video privately, that'd be... <laughs> okay, so that was obviously the um, Lasseter's number one employee. Oh, yeah. Um, Player of the year. Employee Katrina the Marshall, um, a.k.a. Faramac. Oh, Farah, um, thank you. That is so nice. legend. Farah is amazing. Farah, we, we've... Uh, don't want to give too much away, but uh, yeah, we've been chatting to Farah for a little while now, and she is an amazing person. She's so fun. She, and that, is, Farah, she that is so coming nice. on properly at some point, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah, uh, we told you exciting things are happening, and Farah, thank you so much for doing that. Adam, thank you so much for organizing that. What a guy you are! Bit of fun in it. <laughs> I was not prepared for what she did. It was it was so much better than I than I thought it was going to be. Thank you so much for doing it, Farrah. It's brilliant. That is amazing. Oh, I've got a bit. I've got a bit flushing the cheeks. You need to go and have a cold shower and a lie down. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, you've been so given to me uh, that I want to give back to our loyal listeners. Not to you, Adam. No, oh. sorry. <laughs> so I've got. I've, I've sorted all this out, and then someone else. Okay, that's how we're doing it. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so. Of course, we have a Patreon for just £1 a month. You get early access to this podcast. You also get the video podcast. You So you will get to see that video right there from the lovely Farrah Mac. And as part of our kind of Patreon drive that we've been doing at the moment as well, we've organized a giveaway. And we are going to do the live drawing of that giveaway right now. All you lovely Patreons are in the hat. Uh, there was a late entrance in David Trotter. Last minute, got himself in the hat. Well done, David. Okay. For a pound a month, you have got yourself in this wonderful cowboy hat of mine. Uh, which is not a joke cowboy hat. It's a real cowboy hat. Oh, shit. I've got a... So, speaking of presents, guess what oh. I'm doing tomorrow? Oh, God. Go on. Guess what Peyton, my wonderful, wonderful wife, has organized for something me. Something to do with cowboys? Yep. Something to do with cowboys. Okay. Guess who's having some horse riding lessons oh. and gets to live out his cowboy dream tomorrow? Oh God, that's me. You... That's that is me. I'm <laughs> going to Drew Kirk myself tomorrow. That's it. You so <laughs> happen to Drew. Don't go for the maddest bastard horse. Go for the little, the little white one, please. The little. I'm fancy hoping there's one. some little ponies around that are more yeah. like this. Are we going to get? We're going to get pictures. Are, are you on the horse? Right. We're going to get oh, to see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you going to go in full ridiculous cowboy outfit? Well, I imagine you're going oh, yeah, to look yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, I've got some boots and everything. I imagine you're going to look like uh, Martin McFly, but when he <laughs> when Doc dresses him to go back in time, not when he's actually back there. Okay, that, that'll be good. Yeah, we'll look forward to hearing about that. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited about that tomorrow. Uh, nice. Right, so we've stored long enough. Uh, yeah, so the names are in the hat. Um, I that. can confirm he hasn't cheated. Um, yeah. Some people may call bullshit on this. Um, it's not. It's whoever's, whoever gets pulled out wins. Everybody's name. If you subscribe to the Patreon, um, you are in the hat. And also, I also did say at one point, if you take a picture that you'd voted for us on the, the awards. awards, then you would also get to go in the hat. So we've so done that so as well. Bearing as well. So yeah. this hat is very full. Uh, I did. I would. I did want a glamorous assistant, but Peyton told me to uh, to do one. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do it like this. Yeah. 
Rather around enough. I'm going to... Adam, you tell me when to grab one. I'm just... Grab one. Point. I mean, I don't know what you mean. Grab one. Grab one, please. Grab, grab it now. Grab I grabbed one. It's there. Okay. It's there. Okay. So this, is the, this is the winner of the, the first ever uh, giveaway. Um, I'm also worried about your handwriting at this stage because I've said before, it's not the best. It is not the best, though. Uh, so I'm going to open it, and then I'm going to. I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to do a reveal the other oh, way. Uh, and the winner of our neighborhood rewatch Patreon giveaway is it's Georgie Georgie Heatley. You have won yourself some merch. We're going to get you a mug. We're going to get you some stickers as well. It's my birthday. Uh, yep. I'll contact you directly and get you address etc etc and we'll sort that out congratulations georgie well done georgie well done you've got to be in it to win it and georgie was in it and i think we're going to do this again right i think so yes yeah we'll do this again so in the future you can be in it to win it as well for just be in the patreon though and it's only a pound a month a pound a month it's an absolute bargain in this day and age it's an absolute bargain so there we go uh of course, you can find us on the socials at Neighborhood Rewatch, Instagram, Twitter, the whole lot. There we go. Shall we? We've put it off enough. Shall we talk about some neighbors? Yeah, that's the fun part, part over now, really, isn't it? <laughs> if you're still traumatized after last week, probably don't listen this week because it's all a bit miserable to be. I honest. think we helped people last week, if I'm honest. Yeah. It was a horrible thing, but we did take the piss a little bit. Yep. And. We'll try and do that as we go along this week. But the the immediate aftermath of these episodes, uh, episodes 8,984 to 87, if you keep track of that kind of thing, uh, we've got some very, very sad people. Uh, Paul is very quiet and withdrawn. He's basically gone mute at this point. He's just staring off, doesn't want to speak to anyone. Therese is buzzing around. She's like, I brought you a stew and some bread rolls. Doesn't even look at. It's not interested in achieving some bread rolls. No. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people don't eat when they're grieving. No. Um, but then, on neighbours and in a lot of TV shows, it's it's a ch- people always take the opportunity to bring them stuff, don't they? Like mm. that's the whole point in this. Everyone's bringing a pot of something. Wendy's got a chicken curry on the go. Everyone's bringing yeah. all the casseroles and shit. Um, I get why. But then, yeah, I feel like a lot of the time people don't want to eat anyway. So that's a lot of that's just sitting around. Yeah, I mean, you can whack it in the freezer for when you do yeah. get it. I think that's part of it. Yeah, I think things like that you can definitely stick in a freezer, um, which is good um, for when you want it. Yeah, Paul, though, is not interested at this stage at all. No, he's just drinking his whiskey. That's all he's doing, looking at whiskey glasses yep. and looking very sad. You're like, hmm, why is he sad? Uh, Aaron, on the other hand, is angry. He's in the angry stage of this at the moment. Uh, Wendy comes over and just like, I just want to say, you know, David died a hero. And Isla's going to know that. And typical Wendy, she doesn't know when's appropriate to say things and when not to. This was not an appropriate time. Well, he sat just nearly crying on the couch. It's not a time to go up and say what a great guy he was. Uh, You're never going to see him again. Aaron is like, well, he's not a hero. To be honest, it was fucking stupid what he did. He saved some absolute scumbag from dying when, and he's now deprived his daughter of one of his fathers and storms off. Um, Mac does speak to Aaron later on. And I thought this was, you hated it. 
<laughs> I I thought this was quite well done. Adam uh, is of a differing opinion. Uh, would you like to hear my opinion first, or would you like to go first? You Adam? could go. I thought it was quite nice how she went. She's been through this, and she, I think I think the line that that grief is chaos was quite apt. It can just kind of hit you at any point, and it can. There's no rhyme or reason for feeling how you feel, and I think that was a pretty de- pretty decent description. Adam, tell me why you hated it. Fucking hate Mac. So you have to involved. She. Oh, is, is, are you really sad? I used to. I'm sad. Everyone, everyone. Do, do you remember it? I'm sad as well. Do you remember? Do you remember when my husband died? Do you remember? Everyone, everyone. You're not paying attention to me and my problems. Come and I, I want to be a part of this now. Fuck off. <laughs> About you. Can't stand her. She does it for everything. She did it when Krista got drugged and she said, oh, my, I, I, I got my handbag nicked. My nicked, yeah. It's not about you, love. Fuck off. Just be there. I don't mind her being there and, okay, I'm just, she don't, dog, you don't, you've got no lines in this. Fuck off. Let this guy be sad and grieve and all that kind of stuff. It's not about you. And I read online, she wasn't even with Hendrix that long. Like, yeah, they worked together. In the grand scheme of things, they weren't together that long at all. No, so fuck off. <laughs> what, like that was that was, and also that was before the show came back. No, that was a that was a previous. That wasn't a new chapter problem. That was an old chapter problem. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't like how it's always about her, and then she's going around sad sack face, and Haz has got to like get rid of the hash browns. He's made yeah, her a breakfast. He's got to take the hash browns off. Then he takes her to the lake and she goes, oh, that reminds me of when I had that dead husband. Fuck off. Move if you don't want to be around the lake. And then he says something about, oh, we should watch a zombie film. Oh, my dead husband likes zombie film. Fuck off. Don't do anything then. (laughs) If everything, every single thing, oh, sleep. Oh, yeah, my dead husband, he, he used to like sleeping until he slept forever. Fuck off then. Oh, being awake. My dead husband used to be awake before he was dead. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) Breathing. My dead husband used to breathe until he couldn't. Fuck off then. Winds me up. I just can't stand her. (laughs) I don't, I I think, I I like Mel more than Matt now. I think that, oh, what's that Baz Luhrmann song? The Make Sure You Wear Sunscreen. Yeah. So there's a line in that is like, when be, be wary of pe- advice people give you, it's their own experiences wrapped up in their. I can't remember the exact line, but it's, it's their own experiences wrapped up to make them feel better. Yeah. So I'm always I try to be wary of that when I give someone advice or you know someone goes through a similar situation that I've been through. Is that I'm not just repackaging my experiences in a nice little bow for somebody else. Uh, yeah. But I think that's what Mac is doing there. She's repackaging that for for. Yeah, and I think that's, I think you're right. I think, and I think that's the the most obvious thing to do because all your experience, like, kind of deal with what, how you see the world and everything like that. Hmm. So you can't help but do that. But it doesn't mean it's right. Like, it doesn't mean your advice is right if that's what you do. Yeah. I think the best thing to do in that situation is just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Thank (laughs) you. Toadie does that later on. He just goes to Paul. There's no words. And then proceeds to say no words. And that was the best bit. I thought, yes. That is the right thing to do. There is no words. So it's dog shit. But 
Yeah. There's nothing nothing I'm going to say is going to make you feel better. Only you can kind of make yourself feel better at this point. So just just let him be. Just let him be. Uh, but yeah, I've kind of turned. <laughs> you always do this. I got. Oh, I quite like what Mac did, and you tell me what you think about but it. And I go, actually, yeah, that was quite. Chill. But that's just my experiences. That's not doesn't mean <laughs> I'm right. I'm not right. It's just what I think. Yeah, and yeah, Hazy's just tiptoeing around, isn't he? As well, the whole time, just being these sad sack cars. Yeah, which is my is worse than toxic cars for me. I think is I, he's such a bad sad sack. Well, he said, he said something like, oh, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to need instructions. It's not somebody's job to tell you how to do things for them. That Then you're not doing it. You're just doing what they say. You're not doing it like from a good place yourself. You're doing what the other person tells you to do for them. And that negates any kind of, I don't know, goodwill on your part, I think. Yeah, you're just following instructions, aren't you? He's a fucking dope, isn't he? <laughs> right, we're not going to talk about them two anymore. No. Uh, one person who is also dealing with the aftermath is Eden. He is in hospital. Uh, he's just had surgery because he was fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and he's apparently fine for visitors, even though he had serious internal injuries. Uh, but he is absolutely fine for visitors, even though he is a criminal as well. Well, he's under police guard, and people yeah. just keep walking in. <laughs> they could be handing in any... Like, this police guard is fucking terrible. Yeah, he is. Because they could be handing in anything. They could be like, yeah, here's, here's some weapons, so you can you, so you can break out. Here's a load of drugs. Like, could be anything. But Chris is there. She visits him, and she tells him that David's died and that he's going to go to jail for what he did. And he's quite defiantly like... Nah, fuck you. I was defending myself. Which he was. When as as horrible as David dying was, he was just defending himself. He didn't start the fire. He didn't start the fire, no. no. He Leo Leo did put hands on him first. I know he, he put did. hands on Krista and was like, come on, let's go. But they were scuffling. Uh yeah. do you think do you actually think Eden was gonna hit him, Leo over the head with a rock? No. You think it was all bluster, and that what and that's what will make it even worse because yeah. he wasn't going to wait in with it anyway. He wasn't wait, yeah, because he was he he did kind of pause. He like, I, yeah, he did kind of do that pause. And I think once you've done that pause, that's it. You're not doing it. Yeah, because I, I think I don't know. Eden comes across a little bit. We'll get to it, but he comes across a little bit more. I don't know, scared and desperate as this kind of go all goes on, and yeah. then that was kind of he was he was caught like he. As you say, Leo got him first. They were on the edge of the cliff. I don't think he would actually kill someone. He's a dodgy guy. And I think I think he's probably, everyone agrees now that he is not a good egg. But I don't think he'd kill someone. I just don't. I still, I still want to believe there's a good egg trying to get out, maybe. <laughs> I that egg so. is not completely rotten just yet. No, there's a little bit left. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, tells tells him that he's going to jail. Andy Rodwell visits him, gets a statement, and Eden sticks to the thing of, yeah, Leo attacked me. I was defending myself. At this point, I'm like, yeah, fair. And, like, he's got a good case. It's kind of their word against him. 
against his, really. Like, there's no one... Like, this wouldn't stand up in a court, right? If He didn't kill David. No, he didn't kill David. So, no. no. He had a tumble off a cliff, and David died from those injuries. You could probably get... He might get sent to prison for a little bit for, I don't know, threatening behaviour or whatever, a bit of an assault charge, maybe. I mean, he fucks it for himself later on, don't get me wrong. But yeah, at this yeah. stage... I don't think it would have been that bad for the guy. No, at this stage, he's quite defiant in what he's doing, and kind of rightly so, really. Uh, it's only this only changes when Paul Robinson comes to visit, and it's very obvious they had a deal. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the flashback to that deal now, Arjun? Yeah, can do. If you want to, yeah. if you want to talk about that. You mentioned the whiskey glasses earlier, so yeah, yeah, happy to talk about the whiskey glasses. What did they mean? So Paul has been staring at those whiskey glasses. So from the conversation Paul and Eden have, it's clear they had a plan. Uh, Paul makes it very clear that that plan is now off. Any deal they had is now null and void. And not only that, he's made an enemy of Paul Robinson, which is what sends Eden over the edge, really, because Paul Robinson. He's a bad guy. He's no he has villain. killed people. He has actually killed people. Mm -hmm. He is the best villain in all of Australian soaps. Yeah. We've settled that definitively before now. Yeah. Uh, so we get the flashbacks later on, and they're sat having a nice glass of whiskey together. And Ian, Paul just drops all the information that he needs to on Eden. He's just like, yeah, Krista Shag and Leo now. They're going for a nice little away weekend. Oh, by the way, she's prego, and it's yours. Yeah, it's a lot of information to take over one glass of whiskey, that I think. It is, yeah. It was a proper expedition dump, wasn't it? Did Do you think we needed this flashback? Um, I was going to ask you this. I, I, I don't know. What are you, like, flashbacks are always a tricky thing. We Obviously, we got flashback week on Neighbours not so long ago, um, which was, a, you know, uh, a struggle for a lot of people. Uh, to get through that. And like you said, then, it's a lot of the expedition. What is it? Exposition. 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 Uh, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of this happened and this happened. And this is why this is going to happen. And here's Philip. We're filling all in all these little missing bits for you. Um, this flashback was a little bit different because they kind of put like the filter on it. So it looked like they were yeah. like, here's a little filter. I, in, in, in real TV programs and films, I think that looks silly. In Neighbours, I think it's quite fun and fine because it's Neighbours. <laughs> um, so I don't mind. On Neighbours, stuff like that, when it's a bit cheesy and everything, I think it, I, I'm I'm very much okay with it. Um, it's because it's because I think it's funny. I don't think I, it's good. I don't think it's 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 well done or good, but I do no. think it's fun. It's. I think if I'm being super critical, it's another scene because they didn't do the other scene well. They didn't explain themselves properly in the other scene, so they then have to do uh, spell it out for you in another scene. Well, you say this a lot anyway, don't you, as a bigger thing where you shouldn't have to always... It's all right having little mysteries and things like that, but you shouldn't have to work out what things mean um, generally due to bad scenes or yeah. writing that doesn't quite do it. Uh, so, yeah, if I'm being super critical, I'd say that. Uh, but it was nice. Yeah, I did like the fact that it was a little bit grainy and like they're drinking whiskey and Eden's just looking all smouldering and and evil. And yeah, yeah. I, I was, you know, any scene with Eden I'm happy for. Yes, same. Uh, I, I do wish, now that you said that, like, I do wish they'd gone the full tilt and gone like full black and white, like 
crackling vinyl over yeah, the top. Yeah, that would have been cool. Jazz music, smoking yeah. cigars. Yeah. I, I do wish they'd gone the whole hog with that. Maybe they could both have mustaches. You could see them both being part of like a, a 1920s, like yeah. gangstery kind of thing, couldn't you? You could see them both in that. Paul is like drinking, like you say, a bit Mad Men kind of thing with the whiskeys and everything. <laughs> Eden just, yeah, hair of hair and smolder and, yeah, bad intentions. Yeah. Uh, that would, yeah, I wish they'd gone the whole hog with that. But this rattles Eden massively, massively rattles him. And Mel's at home and Carl's gone out and she's home and alone. And I'm like, see, I did. So this, we've, we've had this beef quite a lot recently with spoilers. Now, you had seen something, Adam, and you had hinted to that something ridiculous was going to happen with Mel. I somehow, I've I managed, because I've really took myself off social media this week, yeah. I've really avoided this. So I was like, oh, Mel's alone. I reckon Toadie's going to show up here and something's going to happen. Like Because oh. they lingered on Mel well too long. They're like, somebody's going to come through that door. Yeah. And then the second you get that evil music, you get a little plinky plonky evil music. I'm like, fuck yes, it's Eden. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> I was so happy for it because it was a surprise. I didn't see it going that way. I thought they were going the, the Tony and Mel route. Yeah. Uh, I did. Yeah. I didn't see it going down this way at all. And yeah, I, I think we text on the, the Monday or the Tuesday night, whenever it was. And like, oh, it's a bit silly that it's Mel, but I'm okay with this. I'm okay with the surprise of the fact Eden shows up. He is fucked. He is post-surgery. Um, and the only weapon he's got is him is a tiny little scalpel. And he is a desperate, desperate man at this point. See, I, 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 like you said, I knew this was going to happen. I was, it, it, it didn't need to happen. It's an, it was Mel again. How many things are they throwing at this woman? I know that's the point. You keep throwing things at her, but they're ridiculous. And you could be using some of the other characters for the, these things. Like, I, I think I said to you, it's great that Eden's about, Eden showed up on the street and he's like this wanted criminal and he's on the run and he's desperate and all that. But what if he'd, what if he'd taken Sadie Rodwell, Holly? What if yeah. he had someone else? He, he, there's a bit of something, like, I get there's the kind of male thing, but then they tried to almost explain that away later on where Mel was saying, oh, yeah, I used to have nightmares about him coming to get me all the time. Did you? Because this is the first we fucking heard it. <laughs> also, <laughs> she doesn't mention stuff often, does she? Oh, by the way, I'm a white criminal. Not fucking mentioned that before. Never mentioned it. So I just, like... I. I get why they've done it. I just think we could be, I don't know, spreading it was, the wealth a little bit more. And yeah, it was a missed opportunity. Involved. It was a missed opportunity to have Eden interact with a character maybe he hasn't interacted with before. Holly, I didn't think about Holly. They've got a whole history. It would have been nice to have some sort of closure with that because Holly was just kind of in the background of all this, really. And, you yeah. know, he was the one who, you know, really messed Holly up. And the reason Holly showed back up at Ramsey Street was all because of what he did. So, like, I think I'd suggest maybe Carl as well that had been a good one. So just have him chew the fart with someone else in a couple of scenes. Um, and so so it is Mel, that is what we got. What did you make of 
of it? What did you make of the the hostage situation? I think I, I love a hostage situation. <laughs> right. Okay. What did you? Well, where did this rank in your like? What, in a hostage situation, there's got to be that like a uh, sense of peril. You've got a, you've got the people outside trying to talk to the person inside. Their frame of mind. The hostage. What are they doing? Some of this was good. Some of this was not good for me. Yeah. He's not really got a plan, which I get. He's a desperate man at this point. He's not really got a plan. He doesn't quite know what to do. He's like, Mel, you, those people who got you out of the country, I need them right now because he needs, he's thinking, shit, I need to get out of the country, which is kind of logical. I get that. And Mel just goes, oh, well, actually, I just kind of just left. I just, yeah. I wasn't, passport was in my maiden name. I kind of sneaked through. And he's like, oh, fuck. Right. Okay. I need money. Starts right around the house. There's no, there's no money to be found in no, that. Well, Mel says, and this was quite good. She went, nobody carries cash anymore. <laughs> 20, 2024 problem. No one does. <laughs> he could have found some nice, some Susan's jewelry though. He could he have got the jewelry box out. Couldn't he? Well, then you have to fucking sell it. Yeah. Like, where, where are you pointing that to without getting caught on CCTV somewhere? Where is Ramsey Street in relation to the hospital? I don't know. We've we've said this before. I'd like to, I'd like a map of yeah. Like how far? Like is like Lassiter's like a five minute walk, ten minute walk, fifteen? Because Eden is fucked, and he yeah, looks yeah. fucked as well. How has yeah. he got out of the hospital bed? Out of the hospital where there's a, a police guard, all the way from the hospital to Ramsey Street in his in his uh, current situation. How he is he a slippery it? guy. He is a very slippery guy. He is a bit of a greaseball, to be fair. <laughs> uh, Holly walks in at this point, and Mel screams, wait, wait, I'm, get out. Eden's here. Get out, get out, get out. And she's like, oh, I've got the police. I do love the fact that rather than ringing, what is the police number in Australia? Sounds like something you should know. Yeah, I probably should know. Well, you don't need to because if you dial, if so, if I was in Australia or any country in the world, if I dialed nine nine nine, it would recognise that I'm trying to call emergency services and redirect it to whatever the number is. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's I like that someone's thought about that. Someone's gone right. There's idiots like Jake out there who won't have learned, who will move to another country without learning what the emergency number is. Get himself in a stupid situation where he needs medical help. He's yep. just been riding horses. He's fucking, he's been chucked off. Yeah, he knows he's fucked straight away as soon as he is. He knows he's fucked straight away. So I love the fact that rather than calling the police, she just calls Andy's mobile. That's who you ring. You just ring Andy's mobile. Uh, I'm I'm starting to feel bad for Andy Rodwell. Why? Because I think, like, he's the police. I can't think of anything worse than being the policeman for a street because. People think they've just got a direct line to you now. Okay, yeah. And he's not the only policeman in that area. Yeah, because everybody knows him. He gets fucking called all the time. He yeah, probably wasn't even right. working. Like, yeah, you know, no. he was. He was making a chicken curry, I think, with yeah. with Wendy. And, yeah, he gets the call straight away. He's oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, because Aaron's having a go at him. I think he is at work, actually, because he's in uniform. Aaron's having a go and going, Eden's out, Eden's out. How have you let this happen? And he's like, mate, I don't know. I'm not the only fucking policeman <laughs> in this area. There are other policemen here, but he seems to get all the shit for it. Uh, yeah, and he's... Oh, did you just call his mobile? 
Yeah. I thought, yeah, I don't, when when Holly rocked up, I thought he either might have pulled her in as well and yeah. gone, right, Ugh. Both give of me you. the money or Holly gets it, whatever, with the, with the thing. But there wasn't ever any kind of, it was only a scalpel anyway. Like, yeah. not, that, not that that's not scary, like, but there was, ne- there never really felt like there was a, a scalpel to the neck moment or anything. He was just kind of like, look, I'm absolutely fucked. Um, yeah. I've got a scalpel. Please do this. And so I, Holly could have taken him. Holly yeah. Highland is a pocket dynamo. She could have took him out, no problem, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you just run at him. I think you, you're going to well, come she, and- Yeah, she, she wouldn't, like, after their scuffles in the past, I think now she, she doesn't take any shit. I think she could have taken him. Mel, I don't know. Like, so Holly Holly get, uh, rings Andy Rodwell, sorry. Um, and then it's just Mel again. Um, and he's telling her, go over there, sit down there, whatever. Mel could have just gone out the back door, couldn't she? Yeah, a lot of people said this online. She could have just got out the back door. She could have run. He was not catching her. No, he was fought. I understand. Like, I understand, you know, in that situation, you're scared and this, not the other. So I can understand the maybe not running. So I've, I've, have you ever been in a situation like that, like a scary situation? I have actually, yeah. And, you know, and, <laughs> and I know you know this. I have been in an armed robbery. Uh, I wasn't the perpetrator. I wasn't armed robbering a place. No. That's uh, your story, in, anyway. I was in, inside. <laughs> actually, I do think it was an inside job. You know, <laughs> another story for another show. <laughs> I do think it was an inside. Yeah, no, job. it was. It was definitely, and I, I think I know exactly the person who did oh, it. Oh, so and I know who you think it was as well. And it was probably that person. <laughs> so, yeah, I was working in a restaurant. Shock. Late one night. It was a really fucking busy shift as well. It had been absolutely fucking bent over on this shift. It was a summer night. It was a balmy summer night. It was very hot. Whoa, you are painting a picture with your imagination brush right now. I love it. <laughs> and we pretty much, like... Everyone had come in at once and then everybody left at once and it was just fucking chaos after we left. And we're like, right, literally the restaurant is empty now. It was it was a balmy summer night, as I said, and that's important because the side doors were open. The aircon didn't work, so we opened the doors at the side to let some air in and try and cool off. And we're like, right. The two it was this is back in the days when you could smoke in restaurants. So the Good two time. girls I would there was me and two girls. Uh, you're very familiar with one of those girls. All right. <laughs> and they're like, right, let's have a fag and then we'll go. I would, I don't smoke, but I was like, yeah, I'll just sit down for a minute and watch you two smoke. Uh, and then we hear a car outside and then the boss lady goes, oh, Jonathan, just do me a favor. Just, just shut the doors, will you? Just lock, lock the doors for me. So I go to lock the doors and... Because it's a fire exit and a fire door and you shouldn't really be wedging it open. It was wedged open with a fork underneath. Brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant safety straight away there. Yeah, All with the procedures. Safety. So I tried to close the door and go, ah, oh, fuck. Can't close it. Oh, of course, the fork's underneath. Did you so say, oh, I, fuck or oh, fork? Oh, fork, I said, because I was all about the puns. I'm, no, because I hadn't been on a comedy course then, so I wasn't oh, If only you'd... Yeah. So I... I go to get the fork. I look up and there's a fucking guy in a ski mask there. <laughs> and I just kind of go. And then he's got one of those. Uh, remember those like steering wheel lock things? That yeah, like got? a crook lock thing. Crook lock thing, yeah. Crook lock was my nickname for about a year after that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing that back. That's a great nickname. 
Cockwalk. It was a shame when it got changed to Cucklock a little a while after, but... <laughs> He had one of those in his hand and proceeded to bash me over the head with one of those. Uh, I'm laughing, but it's horrendous. It's pretty bad. I've still got the scar on my head to this day. You can't see it because I've got a full head of hair. You have. Luckily, uh, it wasn't a little bit further down your massive forest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I go tumbling far too dramatically, by the way. I think I just... <laughs> what happened? So, it was quite a wide restaurant. With like a big middle kind of dining area, and then yeah. there's like kind of like banked seating off to either side of that. Um, and I'd stacked all the chairs up against the back because you stack them all up against the back for the cleaners so they can go through and clean them in the morning. And I think I tried to dodge it, but it still caught me. But then I'd so I was still trying to dodge, and then I caught I got caught, which knocked me forward even more. Then I kind of went into the chairs that were all stacked up, and I was trying to. Like, oh God! Yeah, steady myself. Yeah. I was throwing all these chairs around. I somehow, from this one small hit, end up in the middle of the restaurant with chairs fucking flying everywhere. Absolutely ridiculous on the floor. Yeah, I made it way, way more dramatic than it needed to be. And they knew, like, they asked me and said, "Oh, where's the manageress?" And I went because I was still pretty stunned by just being twatted around the edge. Yeah. And. Uh, he went, where's the manager? And I just kind of, I didn't quite respond. And, and then he kind of whacked me again. And then I just, as I kind of went down, I just kind of pointed over to the manager. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> you weren't, you gave her up then. I gave her up, yeah. I just, as a, as a heroic moment, I just gave her up. As I was, How did he know it was a manageress and not just exactly. the manager? That's why I think it was, uh, I think, he looked at the three people on shift and went, well, he's no, he's obviously no threat. So. No. To be honest, we're more worried about the manageress. Yeah. She was fucking feisty as well, to be fair. <laughs> She'd have been my biggest worry. Uh, so, yeah, they uh, they march her off to the safe, get her to open the safe, uh, and run away with all the money. They start going through my bag as well, which annoyed me at the time. They were like, what have you got in your bag? And I was like, my dirty clothes. They're like, you're lying to me. And I went, check it if you want. <laughs> and he did. He fucking emptied it all out. And I went, told you. <laughs> like you would what would you possibly have a lot of fucking diamond bracelets in there or something yeah i'm not fucking susan kennedy but there wasn't so they left there wasn't a hostage situation though it wasn't like police showed up and everything oh, no, like because that. They, held the other the girl, they held the other girl hostage he actually tried shutting her up as well <laughs> which was quite funny because she's there he's like no no sit down love you stay here with me and then he starts just like asking the questions going so uh where are you from? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can imagine that. All these things that have happened, I can imagine them, every single one of them knowing the people involved in this. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, no, carry on smoking. And she's there, just like, just fucking taking big photos. He's like, so you're single? And she's like, no, I've got a fella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they kind of keep her hostage. I'm fucking out for the count, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and they get the money and they, and they go. Uh, so that yeah, that is the closest I've got to a hostage situation. That is big, though. Not many people have got a story like that. This is the thing about this podcast that I don't think people appreciate. First of all, everything's true on this podcast. This isn't yeah. made up bullshit. And then no, also, just when you think, oh, I've probably heard all their fucking ridiculous stories. No. Pulls out an old robbery one. There you go. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And then we Did all had catch them, though. Did they ever catch these people? I don't know. I feel like I probably should have weighed. 
I was too young and innocent to make more of a fuss about this, but I should have fucking milked this for everything it was worth. What? This is the thing. Are you okay? Re- like, you, we're having a laugh and a joke about you being called Crutlock, but are you like mentally scarred by this? Is this does this bring back painful memories? Uh, I was a little bit nervy afterwards, if I'm p- perfectly honest, because I'd also like a couple of years before I'd been mugged one night as well for my mobile phone. I remember this. It, yeah, it was a shit mobile phone as well. Like I'd, I'd have been so annoyed. I've, like yeah. if you're like, right, I'm going to mug someone for the phone, and you get the shittest £20 phone you've ever seen in your life. These were pretty close together, weren't they, if I remember rightly? A couple of years apart, maybe. Maybe you just kept yeah, going was... on about the first one so fucking much, it felt like they were closer together. <laughs> so maybe I was a little bit nervy, like, because I used to, like, because I didn't work, I didn't live that from far from where I worked. So I would generally just kind of walk home in the middle of the night and stuff rather than spending a fiver on a taxi or whatever it was. I just kind of... Yeah walk home and I was a little bit anxious about that for a while but I think at the end of the day I think I just realised that it was just fucking one in a lifetime kind of thing Yeah. Uh, like in the 20 plus years since that happened it's never happened to me again so touch touch wood so yeah but yeah for a little while it was in the immediate aftermath and and we'll get to that with Mel in a moment, because she was suffering from the immediate aftermath. My, la- my last little thing before, like, because Mel, before the aftermath, Mel is still in it, obviously, and she has a little idea, a little plan. I just wanted to ask you one more thing. Did you ever, ever think about being, they tell you not to do this, did you ever think about being the hero? Did you ever think, oh, I'll take these guys out, or I'll come up with a ridiculous plan where I try and drug these assailants. <laughs> no, because I took the don't be a hero course and I've got the certificate for it as well. Is there a fucking course and a certificate? Yeah, don't be Ooh. a hero is the motto that I was taught and we went on courses about it and yeah, just... What just do you kind of tell that? Is it anything more than just one guy at the front who goes, don't be a hero? What phase <laughs> over there? Like, what are you uh, doing? God, we had... Because it was also because this was kind of in the day when there was like terror, like you'd still get like terrorist calls and stuff as well. It's like people yeah. would ring up and like there's a bomb, kind of thing. So we went through that and like you have to try and extract as much information that you can out of them. Like, where is this bomb? When is this bomb going to go off? Why have you planted this bomb? So like there was a checklist literally next to the phone of bomb related questions. You know, I had to answer. And then yeah, like in an armed robbery situation, it was comply with their demands end of the day they're all fucking insured so oh well that that's the main thing that like people need to be aware of i think it's not like it all gets sorted anyway there's insurance it's not your fuck unless it's your own like i don't know hot dog stand it's not your fucking money is it so don't be a hero for whatever it is yeah, so I was definitely not a hero, uh, and that's something I've taken through the rest of my life. Yeah, you have. You've really, you've re- you've probably gone too far with that, if anything. <laughs> but someone who does want to be a hero is fucking Toadie. So again, this is why I feel a bit bad for Andy. So he's been had a fucking phone call on his mobile phone. He's like, fuck, I need to deal with this hostage situation. Fuck's sake. So he, he tries to set it up himself. He sets up a perimeter. He's trying to deal with all this himself. He's doing pretty then, well by himself, aren't he? Yeah. Yeah. And in the background, you've got Carl and Tony going, that door's open. Why don't you just fucking go in there, dickhead? Yeah. And he's like, no, that's not fucking procedure. Like, I've trained, I've got a certificate. I'm a policeman, certificate on the wall here. 
And he's fucked if anything goes wrong as well. Yeah, it'll be his fault and he'll have to fill in a lot of fucking paperwork. If one of these dickheads from the street just jumps a wall and goes in the house with some fucking a spray of some kind. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was a bug spray. Bug spray. Uh, oven cleaner, I think. Oven cleaner, yeah. Oven cleaner. There we go. So they're like, oh, yeah, get through the side door. And he's like, no, that's fucking stupid. Don't do that. We'll wait for the professionals to get here and then we'll deal with it in a trained manner. And they're like, hey, fuck you, dickhead. We're just, we're just going to go home now. And Andy knows was, straight. He looked, Andy knows straight away. Just it like, was done so, like, why did they do it so fake, though? Why did they go, okay, we're going now. Like, yeah. it was done the so bad. The like the little. Yeah. Like they're pretending to walk off. Fucking Scooby-Doo. And Andy's just like, I know what you dickheads are doing. You've just completely undermined my authority here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah Tony and Aaron are like well you're going to deal with this so you get back to Jane's house and they're like right I've got a wrench bug spray oven cleaner let's fucking get in uh, Leo and Therese show up and Therese is like what the fuck are you two doing <laughs> yeah I like Therese this week yeah Therese was great this week she rightly raged at the, the appropriate points she's just like what Leo she's like Leo fucking talks and sent into Aaron uh, which Leo does, he's like, listen, she's already, Isla's already lost the dad here. What the yeah. fuck are you doing? And he's like, yeah, okay. And then she's like, Tony, what the fuck are you doing? You can't take this guy, no matter how fucked he is. Yeah. Well, I like I liked that because, yeah, it was, the, it was the kid thing. It was like, she's already lost one dad, don't let her lose another one. Therese goes, in case you've forgotten, because they've not been in the show for a few weeks, you've got two fucking kids as well. And the look <laughs> on Tony's face is like, Oh, shit, oh, I have, you know. I have. Yeah. But they're not in the script this week. So I'm going to go and try and bust Mel out of this fucking hostage situation anyway. He's, he's so... Re- his head's gone at this point, Tony's. Yeah, he's... he. This guy is having a breakdown, I think. Yeah, he was very over the top in everything he did, I think, this week. So he's doing that. He's getting ready to bust, bust in... Over the over the wall and all that, he decides he's he's going to ignore everybody and do it anyway. And yeah. while that's going on, Mel's trying to be a hero and get herself out of the situation in yeah. the house. And rather than just knock it like forearming Eden or running out the back door, or like locking herself in the bathroom, which has probably got a lock on it, all these possibilities just to keep herself safe, she decides on another plan, another course of action. Yeah, she. Offers some painkillers to eat him because he's in a lot of pain. She's like, I've got some good shit from the hospital. Uh, do you want some? He's like, yeah, go on then. So she gets him some water and she mixes in some other medication as well. I don't think this medication is real. I'm assuming it was some sort of like sleeping tablets, maybe. Yeah. it would, like. I think with it, the stuff Mel said later on, it would make sense for it to be sleeping tablets if she's been having nightmares, et cetera, et cetera. But it, I don't think it would be instant anyway. She was like, and so she drops it in the glass, mixes it around, like, and it looks like an Alka Seltzer. It's like, it's yeah. just like now full on cloudy. And it's I just got murky little, water. Yeah, it's like proper murky water. And I got some some uh, good advice very recently off off someone um, about like, it's, it's similar, it's not exactly the same, uh, like to do with your drink and things like that and when not to have your drink. So oh, yeah. if I saw like a cloudy glass like that, you wouldn't drink it. And the advice I got told was that if you are in a bar and the you've got ice in your drink, 
obviously it won't work for other drinks, but if you've got ice in your drink and the ice is not floating, that means poisoned. Or I think what this person really meant, they went with poison. What they're thinking is they might have seen some sort of, what do you call it? Like drugged, spiked. Spiked, something. yeah. Spiked, like a, a spiked drink. But poison is what it means if your ice does not flow in your drink. So, um, and that was a great bit of advice that I will not forget um, that I was given by an eight-year-old. So, <laughs> there you go. The kids are on it, guys. Do not worry. <laughs> well, this, this thing, so Mel's like, there you go. And Mel's face is like, when I'm she so gives good. him this drink, and he's like, do you think I'm fucking I'm so stupid? glad he didn't fall for this. I'd have been so, so angry. So angry if he fell for it. Because he is fucked. And he's like, he's got the fucking glass and he's like, yeah. And then he looks at it and just goes, you think I'm fucking stupid. Yeah. I was really glad he didn't fall for it. And it shows that even though someone is had major surgery, he's on pretty much death's door, is his head's all over the place. He doesn't know whether he's coming or going. Um, he's still like clued up still, enough to beat Mel. Still cleverer than Mel. Yeah. <laughs> but Mel somehow evaded police for years and did drugs and <laughs> things and all that. Yeah, whatever. Come on. Uh, so he's like, right, I'm not having this. Gets the duct tape, which is conveniently on the kitchen side. Yeah. Uh, and says, right. And straps it. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't fucking tape a mouth. That's I would have, that would have been my first job. <laughs> You can sit on the sofa, but just fucking shut up. <laughs> yeah. You just tell it to shut a stupid mouth at one point as yeah, well. He does. Uh, yeah, so she's tied up to the chair. And then at this point, you see Toadie come in through the back uh, with his fucking... <laughs> he just appears on screen. He's just like... Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, don't dun, worry, I've got this. Tiptoes up. Goes, oi, dickhead. <laughs> He goes, what? <laughs> he turns around and he goes, sprays him with the book cleaner. Yep. And then just because Tony's a bit fat, just gets on top of him. And just, uh, just fucking sits on him. Pile on. Pile on, yeah. Just fucking sits on him. <laughs> and Yeah. And then the, how, how, did they, how did they find out in the end? So Andy Rodwell, he's outside talking to him through the microphone and that. And then... I think Tony just shouts. He just, just shouts, but he's fucking miles away. Get in here. Get in here. I'm on top of him. Yeah, I've got him. Andy Rod yeah. was like, fucking hell. Then yeah. he goes, I... sorts it out. Get out. They pull Eden out. They've got him. Crisis averted. Mel is saved. Tony is... Very, very smug about being this oh, hero. Yeah, yeah. He fucking loves the fact he's been the hero. Yeah. He don't play it off like humble or anything. No, it's not. It's not. Oh, I'd have just done what anybody else would have done. No. It's, yeah, nobody else was doing this, so I had to fucking step up, didn't I? Yeah. Because I'm the fucking toad. Uh, yeah. Mel is overjoyed. Like, absolute love hearts coming out of her eyes at this point. Uh, Therese and Andy are absolutely fuming with him. Therese or Therese. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andy's like, you should have let me fucking do my job, dickhead. Fuck you. And Therese is just like, I told you not to do that. Why did you do it? I'm your wife. 
I gave you plenty of good reasons not to do this. You just went and did it anyway. Uh, then Tony goes over later to check on her because Mel's very jumpy. Like I said, yep. she's feeling a bit anxious. Holly's, Carl's had to go to the hospital, I think, to deal with Eden. Um, so Holly comes out and she's like, oh, she jumps. And she's like, right, I'm not going. I'm not going to work. I've been called in, but I'm not going. You're t you shouldn't be left on your own. She's like, no, no, I'll be fine. Don't worry. Tony shows up. And she's like, will you stay with me, Tony? Yeah. I'm all vulnerable. She fucking played it. Yeah, she, she knows she what she's doing. She fucking played it. She knows what she's doing here. Uh, I mean, I did try and... I did... They're saying when I got arm robbed, I should have milked it more than I did. But I did manage to get the weekend off. I did milk it for what I could. Yeah, that's. A, I think that's at the very least. I think you could have got at least another couple of weekends off there. Yeah, probably. I probably, yeah, I probably should have made more demands, but I did. There was the part of me going, all right, let's see what I can get out of this. But unfortunately, I wasn't ambitious enough in my huh. demands and just asked for a weekend off and that was it. I think you're right. I think Mel's seen this as a big advantage because why would you let everybody else go? And then, like, all of a sudden, and then she says at one point, I know he can't come and get me because he's been, like, arrested again. Yeah, she's like, I still think he might come, but he, he, I think I know he can't get me. Like, no, come he on. Is he is slippery, to be fair. I mean, how many fucking times has he got away now? He's great at running away. He is great at running away. I reckon zombie apocalypse, Eden would be there. He'd be pretty good in a zombie apocalypse. Because he, he'd, oh, yeah, he'd reckon... be away, he'd be sneaky, he'd, he'd, he'd look the part to kind of, I don't know, cause, like, join them at some point and pretend to be a zombie. He'd definitely run away and be sneaky away from him. He's resourceful. I think he'd be pretty good. Oh, yeah, he'd be like Negan. He'd be, he'd be leading shit. He'd have a baseball bat. He's already got the, he's already got the leather jacket. Yeah. Red hoodie. He's already there. Okay. Uh, so Mel and Toadie are there together, and they, they, they share some moments. This sleepover, is when Mel, it? Yeah, it's a sleepover. Well, yeah, because at one point he's like, yeah, shit, Carl's not coming back. I better stay over. Rings to raise. To tell her, and she's just like, right, okay, fine, whatever. She's fucking fuming. She is rightfully fuming. Uh, and they start sharing some tender moments. They they talk, you know, Mel confesses about why she left and what happened and how she regrets all that. They talk about some of the, the times they had sleepovers in the, in the front room, uh, which is something Seth wants to do in half-term, by the way. He came out with the other day. He's like, can we all sleep down here one night in half-term? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds fun. Yeah. So we're going to do that over half term. Uh, so they reminisce over that. And yeah, they stay over the night. But Toady makes it very clear that he's like, listen, my future is with Therese. So as much as we're having these moments. What did you make of that, though? Because like everything they're doing at the moment with, with looks and all of it, like him saving her, all the things they're doing is he wants he's he's not over he's going to try he's doing everything he can and it continues as we go on because we might get to it but it's not really a big deal but Therese is he's still after looking after Paul Tony keeps pulling his face at that they have a row later about the, the this kind of thing so why is he doing all this and we're focusing on all these looks and everything and then to actually go I'm not interested though like I'm with Therese I feel like a lot of this, it's almost like the writers don't know. And a lot of it's contradicting 
other bits now. Like it can be literally one scene and you look and it's like, oh, he, with that look, he clearly he's doing this. Yeah. And then they're saying something completely different, which I guess, I guess they're trying to like show the characters com- being conflicted. But at the minute, it's just dragging shit out and he's really confusing, I think. Yeah, I think... Uh... So the nine thousandth episode is coming up. I think you said it's when yeah, we're about we're about two weeks away. I think. Yeah, so I think they're dragging it out for that. I think they're trying to make something happen yeah. definitive around that date. Uh, so yeah, they're they're kind of backing and forth. In uh, I, one good piece of advice, and I know this is you know my experience is wrapped up in a nice little bow for somebody else, but actions always speak louder than words, and I think that is. I've always tried to live by that. And when you're not sure what someone means or what they're doing, their actions will always speak louder than what they're saying. And both these two, these two, their actions are speaking way louder than everything they're saying. Because how many scenes have they had now where they're like, yeah, we care for our exes, but our future's us too. And we, we're for each other and let's, let's start again and let's, let's move past it. And then the next week they're having the same fucking arguments again. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that's a good point. I think, yeah, if we just if we try and ignore what they're saying and focus on what they're doing, I think you are right. They speak volumes with their actions. I agree. Yeah, uh, which kind of culminates in Therese and Toadie having an argument. Therese full on rages at uh, at Toadie here because he's like, "Oh yeah, don't worry. I told Mel I'm not gonna shag her, just so you're aware." And she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait a minute." Why are you talking about that? And she's like, well, you know, we're reminiscing and shit. So, you know, we could have well, actually got that shit down. Warren, she's like, nah, fuck this. This is stupid. You can't keep on fucking running back to your ex here doing this. You spent the night with her. This is fucking ridiculous. So she that's the first, that's the, a very minor argument. That isn't the big one. Because then she goes off to Mel and goes, listen, he told me what happened. I um, get your, like Get your head out of your ass and get your head out of my husband. Um, stop trying it. We know what you're doing, Melanie. Fuck off now. The end. Like, that's it. Teresa said, we're together. You're old news. Fuck off. Then they have another row, though, because it's to do with, um, does he say to her, stop going to see Paul? Yeah, she, he says something like, you need to leave Paul alone, like you're not really part of the family. And she says, yeah, first of all, yes, I am. Second of all, you've just spent the night at Mel's house, you dickhead. Yeah, she like, calls him a hypocrite. Hypocrite, yeah. And yeah. He, she's spot on. Like, what, I was like, surely he's just spent the night at Mel's. And then she calls him on it straight away. It was really good. But then this very quickly stops this argument when he shouts out, then new safe word which is not crook lock but is crook <laughs> on bush um and it's it's so it clanged so much for me yeah, I, I almost turned the episode off <laughs> it's like fuck off they're trying to do that zany toady yeah. thing oh he's so zany he's just come up with a safe word on the spot that's a silly word yeah and she's like well it does it, to be fair it do, it's so stupid that it does take the the wind out of Teresa's sails. It just out. kills it. I was like, oh, it's kicking off. Finally, she's called him this. And oh, it's we're going to have it out. Croc and Bush, it's over. <laughs> just killed it for me. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, they're, I think they are just spinning the wheels on this one until something happens in the night. Yeah, you're probably like, right. Do you have any prediction of what might happen there? Like, how well, is this storyline going to get revolved? So I think what my idea for the 9,000th episode is it's going to be focused on these four characters the most. Yeah. It's going to be these four. And what I think they will do is, for some reason... Like people have said, who's going to cheat first or who's going to do it first? I think it's going to. I think we're almost going to have split screen thing going on, where those two, it's going to be Mel and Toadie for some reason in one place, Paul and Therese for some reason in another place, and I think they're going to have them both do it at exactly the same time, uh-huh. and then from that it'll be they both know they've done it, but they don't know that the other one's done it. So they're guilty or whatever and everything's going on, but they don't know the same things happening on the other side as well. That's what I think they should do and will do. I don't know, but that's what I think they might do. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So we'll we'll see if they they do that. You know, as always, our suggestions are always there for you, Neighbours Writers, if you, you know, you know where we're at. You know where we're at. If you you want to pick our brains. I feel like you should. I feel like, yeah. Uh, right, I'm sick of talking then too. Should we talk about some other people? Yeah, go on. Hey guys, this is Marissa, the OG and the best Summer Hoyland, and you're listening to the OG and the best Neighbours podcast, the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Right, so I want to finish off then with uh, kind of Chelsea is a massive, massive instigator of a lot of what happens with the rest of these episodes and it's nicely intertwined with everything else. Uh uh, she is she is using she is the ultimate opportunist. I would say. Uh, I mean, if I could say the word opportunist, yeah. <laughs> or if it was an actual opportunist, word. opportunist. Yeah. So if I could say that, I would say that uh, she is using this situation to her advantage. She yeah. has looked at that. She has looked at all the cards on the table and gone, "Well, I know how this will benefit me." Yeah. So at first she's like, oh, I can't believe Paul is so, he's so upset about his dead son. Oh, he's going to need some support and maybe I'm just going to need to stay here a few more days, maybe. And she tries it at first and like Remy and Kara are chatting away and they don't quite hear her. So she's like, oh, she just does it louder. Yeah. And yeah, Kara agrees to let her stay for a couple more days. Uh, but then Dex, it was nice to see Dex. I've not seen him in fucking ages. Agreed, yeah. He is uh, back. He's back. No sign of JJ, but uh, Dex is there. He goes, why are you researching the family tree? I can see it on the fucking laptop here. <laughs> yeah, just out of nowhere. Uh, and then Remy's straight on it. Remy was like, I fucking knew you were scamming from day yeah. one. I knew you were up to something. Straight away. Uh, straight away. I knew, I knew you weren't just being kind-hearted. Uh, and... And they kind of break the news and go, I don't, I don't know why you're researching this because he's broke as fuck. He's just got divorced. And he gave Therese a very, very generous settlement. Yeah, he's got so many wives. Imagine They've all got to get a bit of something. Exactly. Imagine, yeah, some of them will be still getting that money now. I imagine, yeah. like, you know, you don't just pay him off once. Do you not? No, sometimes it's continuous payment sometimes. Is that a, is that a divorce fact? It's a divorce fact for you. <laughs> Like sometimes you can just pay him off, but you know if there's kids involved, which there is with Paul, you know that they need they need me maintaining those kids. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's outgoings must be through the fucking roof. So yeah, they they break that kind of news to him, and she's like, ah, fuck, 
I need to find out how broke he is, if it's kind of worth it, really, at this point. So she starts befriending Therese again. Therese. Making friends with her, which I think was a wise thing to do from a scamming point of view. To yeah. make, you don't want to make an enemy out of her. No, and keep your, keep your uh, friends close. No, your enemy's exactly. close. Who's close? Somebody's close. I don't know. Someone's closer, though. Yeah. And... Friends are close, enemies closer. That was it. There we go. Come on, Dan. Um, so she figures, oh, shit, you know, Toadie sorted out the divorce. Yeah, he was he was the top lawyer in this. And no, she's like, yeah. I better go look at this settlement then. So she breaks in to Toadie's office. She gets the keys, doesn't she? Oh, yeah, no, she nicks. So Kara's got the keys to the whole complex, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because she's maintenance person. Yeah. So she's like the manager, isn't she, of the complex somehow. Mm. Um, so she got the, they, they make reference to this, like she's got the keys because the alarm's going off somewhere. So she said, oh, oh, I'll have to go because I'm the only one other than Paul who's got the master keys. Um, just slip it in there. So then Chelsea hears this, um, and then nicks the keys. I don't know if it was during that ill-fated Jenga game that they were, they were playing at one point. Um, so she nicks the keys so she can break into... Toby's Rebecca, Rebecca Law or whatever it's called. Uh, no alarm. No alarm system or CCTV at the law yeah. is whatsoever. Because it is a separate place. You might have a master key for the complex. Fine, I understand that to a certain degree. But I'm pretty sure Toby, if it is his business, would have an alarm on his property, his premises, especially when it's obviously got a lot of important fucking documents in there. Yeah. That would be one of the things you saw out. Like, that's it. Because she's she's got the key, so she's not broke in. So there's no sort of intruder alarm going off. But like all the places I've worked, there's like a minute or a thirty second grace period where you've got to get to the alarm box and you put, put code in the code to say, "Yeah, I'm not fucking robbing this place." Yeah, uh, like, yeah. Your house can have that. Like it's, this is like you you got a key to your house, but you can still have an alarm on your house and you key that in, and there it is. Also, yeah. the like the all the stuff she goes looking for the documents and everything. You'd lock you'd lock your documents up as well, right? Because they're important documents. You wouldn't want in any way them to not be in those files where you left them. Yeah. So you'd and have most a filing, lock on that as well. Yeah, most filing cabinets do come with that system already installed. Yeah. It's just a key. You lock it. You can't open it. No. That easy. And then, like, Kyra doesn't need to have those keys. She wouldn't. Kyra wouldn't have keys. Those. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few holes, I think. In Chelsea's plan, well, there isn't for Chelsea. She's fucking no. quids in. She sorts it out, no props. <laughs> yeah, do you think this is just the writer's not thinking about this or are Tony just being shit? I mean, that is a good way of playing it off. He's, he's shit. I, I, yeah. I can understand him not locking the boxes because I, I, I can understand him doing that. I still do think there would have been an alarm on his, his property, though. Yeah, that's a pretty glaring error, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but she almost gets caught because Tony has to come back for something. He gets a phone call. He's like, oh, I'll just double-check that right now. Yeah. So she has to hide and almost gets caught. So you notice the door is slightly ajar. But rather than looking, he just shuts it and walks away. And Chelsea gets to have a good old look at the divorce settlement and figure out exactly what Paul's finances are like. And by the scenes of it, it still seems like it's worth a, a time and effort. The look on her face is, okay, I can work with this. I can work with this, yeah. Uh, so, because the next day, she's there with Paul buying flowers. 
he's working at the, he's working on reception and she's like, should you be working? He's like, probably not. I'm just trying to keep busy. Uh, he's visibly upset. And she's like, listen, I think out of everyone, she react. I think this is how I, if, if, if I was going through something like that, this is how I'd want someone to react. I think this is out of everyone else, like, you know, Wendy and all the other people who tried to send condolences. This was probably the best way. She's like, I bought you some flowers. I know it mean I'm a, I know it's a trifling matter, flowers, yeah. but I thought I wanted to give you a gift and I just want to let you know I'm there for you if you need any help with anything. It doesn't matter what it is, just let me know. You know you know what I think you are really thinking. <laughs> you're, you're the person that you want around um you if you are in this awful situation is a a leggy blonde smoking hot gold digger to just come and <laughs> come and check in on you. That's what you want in this situation. So there you go. <laughs> I'm 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 throwing you to the wolves a little bit there, and I know you've sat just off camera. However, just to make it seem less worse, I would also think the same. So there you go. I will throw my hat in the ring with you. Yeah. So she offers her help and. Paul does take up take her up on this offer because they're trying to arrange the funeral. They try and have a like a sit down between like Paul, Aaron, Leo, and uh, Nicolette, but they don't really come to many conclusions about it. Paul's just like, "Yeah, I'll set up a Google Drive or whatever. Put some pictures on that you want at the at the funeral." Uh, the more asked about Leo just hanging around with Krista. Yeah, well, it's the ongoing thing. Paul do, like doesn't. Paul doesn't want people to know it's kind of his fault with yeah. Eden. So he's so kind he's of trying to shift it all onto Krista. Yeah, he's um, doubling down on that stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of that that side that they're, they're playing a little bit at the moment with that. And he's in Aaron's ear saying, no, we don't want Krista around. It's her fucking fault. Aaron, because he is in a bit, bit of a bad way, has kind of gone, yeah, fair point, and kind of agreed with Paul. I think if he was in his right mind, he'd go, well, hang on, Paul. And I think he will get to that stage, but at the moment yeah. he's so he's so upset and he's so angry with everything. Um, he's, he doesn't want Krista at the wedding. He turns on Leo a little bit, and they kind of phase it. The phasing Leo out a little bit, aren't they? Yeah, because of Krista, which is awful. Um, and he's, I, I, I quite I quite like these move the moving parts of all these yeah. people at the moment because the actors are doing really well with it, and it kind a lot of it seems quite real. As well, like you can see that person who's who's coping with it in that way. This person's yeah. like like this at this stage of the grief or whatever, and it does seem like a big mess, a powder keg of things going on, lots of emotions going on. I think that it's quite good at the moment. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all really well done here. Like Leo is seen to be dealing with this the best. I mean, on, on the surface anyway, and he seems to have gone well. Okay, you know, I've got a daughter and I've got a girlfriend. I'm gonna focus on the, the things I still have in my life and help use that to kind of help me get through. But yeah, then Paul, again, because he is trying to, you know, turn turn our eyes away from himself. He's just like, well, you're just with your girlfriend all the time. And he he's, he's almost like a little catchphrase he's got. And it's, it's just nice and catchy. And Aaron latches onto it and goes, yeah, he is with his girlfriend all the time. Yeah. What does he keep on saying? Oh, he's got other, he's got other focuses right now or... But He's then got Paul, other concerns right now. Yeah, but then because of how Chelsea is, every time people look around, Chelsea's there getting involved with the funeral. Yeah. She's helping him choose the flowers. She's telling him how she can make a nice video montage. 
if she does need a video montage, I am available. I do. I am good at little video packages. I wouldn't ask uh, like Channel Ten, their <laughs> fucking dog shit. But if you want something, I can put together something quite tasteful and with a great soundtrack over the top. I mean, you saw our Joe Scully memoriam. I can definitely <laughs> do one for for uh, David. In fact, I'm, I'm, I might have a, a spare couple of hours later. I might knock some up. We'll see. So yeah, she has wheedled her way in here and is helping with the littler things the, uh, of a funeral, uh, which gets everyone's back up, gets Therese's back up. Um, you know what gets... might get my back up in a week or two? What? You're going to send me a message. I don't know when, but it will happen. And it will say one thing in this message. It will not be extensive. You know I don't read your extensive messages. However, it will just say the very simple phrase, Funeral special? <laughs> and I'll die inside and agree because we have to. We have to, yeah. We must be on about five or six funeral specials by now. fucking funeral specials. <laughs> We've got more funeral specials. specials than wedding specials now. <laughs> Very similar, I think. <laughs> the neck and neck. <laughs> Please don't ever go listen to the first funeral special that we did all those years ago. It was almost the last ever episode, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, when it? it pushed us quite to the edge. Uh, Paul describes Chelsea as a godsend to everyone um, because she's helping out with all these things. And just as Leo and Krista have been phased out, uh, Leo kind of gets his back up with Chelsea over there. So, I mean, it's kind of Krista's fault a little bit how she's been pushed out because... It's obvious that she's kind of the focal point and she's been, you know, Paul has just said, I fucking hate you to your face and you're the reason David is dead. But she doesn't want to back off. She's like, oh, Leo, I'm just going to go around and take this to Aaron. And Leo's like, I'd probably leave that to after funeral if I was you. He's still a yeah. bit raw. He's not in a good place. Just fucking leave it. She doesn't. No. She's trying she, her best to be liked, isn't she? And I think it is. it does kind of come from that kind of place. But I think, unfortunately, yeah know when to fuck off. Yeah, a little bit of the Wendy Rodwells, I think. Yeah, yeah possibly. Uh, and yeah, at this point, Paul has already he's, he's turned Aaron against Krista. Uh, he's very cold to her when she does come round with all this shit. And they say, yeah, we don't want Krista at the funeral. Leo, you're going to have to tell her. Uh, so he does. Well, I know he blows up at Chelsea first. I quite like that. I thought that was good. Yeah, I thought that was, yeah, it was a nice little because it was a nice little conclusion to all the other things that have been kind of going on. Like, you know, because Remy, there's still that bubbling with Remy and Kara, and this like they're having an argument about stuff, and then Leo shows up and is like, "Listen, fucking Remy told me what you were like." And we she's like, whoa, 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 "Wait a minute, yeah, yeah, you're a gold digger." She ain't, mess- she ain't messing with no broke limpers, is she? No, she's not. <laughs> I've not even started a comedy course yet, and then, or just firing them off. There you go. This is plenty <laughs> more of this to come, everyone. I liked it's as well how Kara had a go at Remy for sniping continuously. I felt vindicated by this no, last week. I was annoyed by that. Because they're having a go at each other. And she's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You said you call a ceasefire. You're still constantly fucking sniping at her. And Chelsea this is completely out of line, what you're doing. You're putting yourself in a situation you don't belong in right now. I think Remy, I don't think she she got a leg to stand on. Remy told the truth about this woman 
being a fucking gold digging scam artist. That's not that's that's out of the truce. That's not being horrible and saying mean things. That's be telling the truth to other people who would be absolutely hurt and distraught and have their lives ruined by this horrible gold digging bitch. Like telling the truth and warning people is not a bad thing. She needs to fuck off. <laughs> I like Remy now. I'm on Team Remy. Big fan. See, I like Remy as well, but it sounds like you hate her. No, you, she, 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 she could just she, she was dead, not David. That's what it kind of feels like. No, she just needs to tone down the sniping a little bit. Okay. I think she was rightfully called out, uh, and it's not often I get to be proven right as well. So, you think I'll you're take... right? You are. You you think you are right with this? Yeah, okay. I think she okay. did. Yeah. Uh, so the kind of cliffhanger for this week is that Leo is telling Krista that she is not welcome at the funeral, and Krista goes, "Well, that's what they think. What do you think?" Was that, yeah. that was that was the cliffhanger for this week. I you uh, know what which... during their chat, I got fed up. <laughs> I didn't know. I honestly didn't know that was what they spoke about at the end. I didn't. I, I don't. I didn't think that was going to be the cliffhanger thing. I thought, well, that's not going to. And then I looked up from my phone or whatever I was doing. And I was like, oh, it's finished. I, I, don't, <laughs> I thought there was going to be something better as a Thursday cliffhanger than just. Yeah, I feel like the. I feel like the Leo having a go at Chelsea would have been a better one. Yeah. Than than what we got really. Because it's obvious what's gonna happen as well. Leo's just gonna go, Oh, well, uh, I don't think that, but you know, I've kinda of got to respect Paul, so don't show up and she's gonna storm off. But she's gonna show up at the funeral, right? She's not gonna be invited, she's gonna keep away, but then show up at an intune. Maybe she might be one of them right? watching from afar and then someone sees her and, and Aaron. Aaron sees her, like, just looking from afar, paying her respect yeah. and flips out because of it or something. It's not next week, though, is it? I don't think. I think it might is be the week after. I don't think so. I think it might be the week after, but I don't know for definite. Really? Oh, I thought I thought that was exactly what next week's going to be about, is going to be the funeral. It could be back end, back end of the week, but it wasn't on the coming up on Neighbours. Okay, well, I managed to dodge that, thankfully. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen next week then, if there's going to be no funeral. No, I'm not sure. Uh, well, maybe we'll get a week of some other people. I want to know what the Rodwells are doing at the moment. Uh, I, yeah, I want to see I want to see what Carl's up to. I've not seen Carl for a while, really. I want to see what he's up to, he was keep, what he's he, doing. Yeah, he was keeping an eye on Melanie. One I want to see like... what Holly's up to. She's just kind of been doing nothing recently. I want to see what Holly's up to. Okay. Uh, I want to see how Sadie's getting on, if she's getting on with this course or not. Well, there you go. Casey's... Uh, Casey, wow. Sadie's starting a course. You're starting a course. I'm starting a course. We're, we're all, you know, a lot, a lot of courses going on. Yeah. We can all compare notes. That'll be nice. Uh, so, so we are going to do that. That's pretty much it for Neighbours for this week. We will be back again mm -hmm. next week. Are we going to have done a, done our first part of the course our first lesson do you think by this time next week do we have to buy some like new pencil cases what do you think because we're coming I mean, that is the best part. A little bit here. yeah that is the best part of starting a new course is that you get to buy yourself new stationery uh i don't know let's have a look at my calendar because well it depends i'm still waiting on some live news as we speak i don't think i'm getting it so um, we are still we are still on the podcast. So he's just got to talking on his phone now, like this isn't being recorded, but it is. <laughs> uh, so that is it for this week. 
The things that we're going to do, we've got a lot of things lined up. He is he's saying he's checking his phone for replies. That is because we have got a few irons in the fire at the moment for people coming on the show. We are excited. Um, it's just going to take, it's just a lot of organising at the moment, isn't it? And calendars it and things like that. There are quite, there's a few people who we are hoping over the next few weeks, maybe month or two, we will get on the show because we haven't had a guest on for a little bit and we're getting a bit guest itchy. Um, so yes. we need some, we need someone on. Um, we have recorded, I'm allowed to tell, tell this right. We recorded yeah, 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 our, our latest battle with Coastal News, the Home and Away podcast. The latest battle is just going to be um, in time for Valentine's Day. It is. Um, the top couples from either Neighbours or Home and Away. That would be good. Um, you will then be able to decide on all the socials which show has the best couples, um, which couple in particular is the best one. So that comes out on Valentine's Day. I think the plan is for that. So, yeah, if you've got no plans for Valentine's Day, then we've got you sorted. Have you uh, got plans? Have you got plans? What are you, are you going to be I, just listening to the pod? What's going on? I am working most of that day. Oh, she's not working. Uh, so I'm not really a big Valentine's Day fan anyway, to be honest. Why not? Why don't you like Valentine's Day? I don't know, it's just like forced fun, isn't it? Wow. Peyton, you listening? <laughs> no, but I think the idea is, is that you should be romantic the whole year round. And there do you things. go. So and then rather than on a, a set day where the restaurant bumps up. I mean, I've worked in the industry. I see what goes on. Like, it is not a good day. No. It is a horrible, cynical day because I've, you know, restaurants just bump the prices up. Go, right, okay, set menu, extra 20 quid per head or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's turn them and burn them. Take them for all the money they can get. Wow. And the last yes. thing, and the last thing you want um, is like a restaurant taking people for all the money they can get. When really, what you want is someone coming in and taking the restaurant for all the money that they can get. <laughs> and the last thing you want from Valentine's Day is a burn or any sort of itch. <laughs> there you go. Wow. All right. So that's about that's it for this week. We've got loads coming up. Um, we will see you. Um, next week. We'll we'll see you next it. week. Thank you. Uh, that's of course if I do survive my uh, my horse riding lesson tomorrow. Um, We're going to get if, horse updates, right? Yeah, I will make sure there is horse updates, Excellent. whichever way I can. Okay. Uh, there will be horse updates, and you'll get to hear the story next week. So, thank you very much, uh, Adam. Thank you for being a part of this. Happy uh, thank birthday! You for your, thank you very much. Thank you to Farah for birthday message as well that was very kind uh thank you to all our patreons georgie congratulations uh i'll be messaging you shortly and you'll have some goodies winging their way to you of course you want to be a part of this for the next giveaway that we'll do at some point patreon.com the neighborhood rewatch is where it's at 